začali... Welcome back to another episode of Oh Yam. Oh Yam. It's been a while, everyone. It's been a while. Um, I think it's been about... It's been about a month and a bit since our last episode. Um, so it's great to have almost everyone um, here today. Um, so the reason we've decided to record, because obviously, as you know, listeners, um, we've been doing not a set recording time anymore, just kind of when we feel like it, when there are big events. So obviously we had the protests. Um, and at the moment... Um, we've just had the release of the budget in the past week or so, and we've been kind of the topic of the budget, the main crux of the budget, the main issue that it addressed was, of course, um, the inflation. Inflation um, inflation is becoming quite a big issue here in New Zealand. Um, it's just reached 6.9%. Um, it will probably go higher than that. Um, and it is becoming a major, not only just a global issue, because obviously there are countries around the world um, that are also facing inflation, but here in New Zealand, um, we're seeing grocery prices going up, fuel prices going up, um, pretty much all prices are going up at this point. And it's really hitting um, the lowest um, earners in New Zealand um, the most. And um, it's really becoming quite quite a big topical political issue as well. Um, obviously, Labour has their take, National have their take, the Greens have their take, um, the ACT Party have their take, but we won't be talking about that. <laughs> or maybe maybe we will, maybe we will. Um, but yeah, so that's what topic the topic of today's episode is about, is about inflation. But before we move on to that, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, Samantha. Thank you. Welcome back to Kate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome back, of course, to Case. Uh, we're oh, back last you. You this, actually. You know what, Charlie? Uh, welcome back to you as well, then, mate. Thank you so much, Case. Thank you so much. I'm good. I'm glad to see that even though time has passed, the traditions do not. That's they say right. the same. They you say so. You've got to hold on to those traditions. You do. You do. The English did it. The French did it. <laughs> the Germans did it. And now here at Oyam in New Zealand, we do it as well. Um, all right. So who wants to kind of kick us off with inflation? Because obviously... Um, We've each kind of got our own areas. You know, we've seen different changes that potentially have come across from inflation. So what's kind of our, what's kind of our feelings with inflation? Are we thinking it's a issue? Is inflation a good thing? Is Is inflation a good thing? Is it a bad (laughs) thing? Um, Do we think that it's something that we just have to ride out or is it something that requires uh, immediate Immediate change? Immediate action. Exactly. Um, Samantha, um, can you tell us about your inflation experience, just to kick us off? Wow. Okay. So on campus, there is a wonderful little cafe. And um, it used to be that you could get an entire sort of mini pot of tea for $4. Very good quality tea. Um, very delicious. And it lasted you quite a while. It has now risen to $4.50. Wow. My goodness. Inflation yeah. hitting the pockets. Of what do you have to say to that Labour government? <laughs> so, what was your feelings about that, Samantha? Like, what were you feeling when you saw that fifty dollar increase in price? Fifty dollar, well, fifty cents, <laughs> fifty dollar. <laughs> I didn't know inflation was that bad up in Oh God, Jesus. that's hyperinflation. <laughs> like well, you know, Germany during World War Two. <laughs> Indeed. 
Do you still want me to answer that question? Oh, yes, or... please. Okay, good, It was mainly that um, feeling of before I could brag, like, oh, you know, I can get a pot of tea for $4. It just doesn't quite sound as impressive when you say $4.50. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's quite I'm glad tough. that that was your main takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, funny story. I went to, I went to um, okay, I'm going to ask a question to everyone. What does everyone think the cost of a McDonald's cheeseburger is at the moment? $4.70, if okay. it's not a meal. I don't actually want the cost case. I just want to know what people think the cost is. <laughs> if you know the cost. Sorry. Okay, never mind. That exercise is over. Um, well, $4.70. I, I just happened to know the exact price of a McDonald's cheeseburger. Right? Yeah, well, so did I. <laughs> Um, four dollars seventy. But honestly, yeah, it's bloody insane, like, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I remember when I was a year seven, a cheeseburger was like two dollars eighty. I yeah, I remember back. You get like it used to be. You get like a chicken McMayo or something, and that was like two dollars for a pretty good burger. Yeah, and in, in the UK, in the UK, it's ninety nine p for a cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, which is cheaper than what it is. That's way cheaper than four dollars seventy. A couple of years ago, I was doing a study for my nutrition class and it was like a whole thing about how fast food isn't actually cheap food. And then when you work out the costs of things like making it yourself from supermarket stuff versus buying it straight from like McDonald's or something. It doesn't work out cheaper. It's a lot more expensive than people think it is. I feel like that's a worldwide-based thing, though, because I wouldn't say in New Zealand. But I'm not sure about that because, honestly, the price of, like, actually healthy, decent food, like vegetables and fruit and, like, you know, like things like pasta and all that, you know, the, the basic food necessities that we need in order to make, like, a decent meal that on the cheap actually isn't that cheap. Because mm. honestly, the price of like fresh produce, which is like an essential ingredient in good food, good cheap food, uh, vegetables aren't cheap. They are yeah. insanely expensive. I've, uh, yeah, I feel like statistically, if you're talking like price per burger, you're probably right. Because obviously, like what you're doing when you're making a meal at home is inevitably you have to buy in bulk. Because one, if you want to get, if you want to have like one burger, if you get it from McDonald's, like you say, it costs about four seventy, four dollars seventy. But at home, you'd have to buy like six buns because you can't get a bun by itself. You'd have to get a bunch of patties. So while it would work out cheaper per burger, maybe realistically, you'd still have to mm. get like thirty dollars worth of food overall because mm. you have to buy everything in groups. But also, I mean, one of the things that <clears throat> you know, like with this issue of inflation was this big announcement of like the countdown coming out with these freezes on prices. But actually, if you do a little bit of a digging and the, the incredible <laughs> spinoff, great place for news, uh, spinoff.com, they did an investigation and actually looked at what they oh, were yeah, actually freezing prices on. And there's two things that came out of it. Firstly, they're freezing 19 bottles of wine, freezing the price of that. That is an essential for low to middle-income music. Yeah, low-income families are worried about the price of wine. Yep. Yeah. So, right. Thank you, Countdown. Uh, thank you, Countdown. Um, and only and like 19, were... did you say? Pardon? Were there some wine brands that were exempt from the price freeze? Oh, yes, there were. Oh, um, okay. So, 
So I hope they're the price... feeding that nine dollar wine we got the other day. Oh, I hope so as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just for purposes of trying it out. Um, so, so firstly, the issue of they're not actually freezing things that middle to low income families actually need. So they're they're not freezing things like budget pasta. They're not freezing things like yeah. potatoes. They're not freezing things like that. And then when they did freeze produce, so they freeze pumpkins, onions, and carrots, they actually freeze them at prices of summer levels when naturally they decrease in price in the winter anyway. Mm. So they've so actually they're going to be selling these products at summer prices during the winter because the freeze lasts for the winter. But actually, they naturally decrease in price in the winter anyway. So actually, they're charging more for onions. Yes, they're freezing it to increase the price. It literally is a scam. That's actually what they worked out. It's like a, it's a symbolic thing for firstly for people to like Mm. go, oh, we'll go to countdown, and then secondly also to make it seem like they're on the side of the hardworking New Zealander. You know, they're taking a hit. They're taking a hit right here. <laughs> they're you know, doing they're it for sacrificing us. profit. But actually, they're not. Those nine those nine wine bottle brands. Wow. The, I need some the, of that. Um, <laughs> honestly, but though. Countdown could go under. It could. It really could. Honestly, it really could. But honestly, out of all of this thing, what we kind of see, uh, what we see <laughs> is a really interesting analysis to see that We've got a campaign, we've got, we've got a promise of freezing prices, but actually what's come out of it is the classic capitalist corporate greed that we see in this duopoly monopoly in the supermarket industry, where people, yeah. firstly, they know that low and middle income New Zealanders are not going to dive deep into what actually the yeah, pr- price freezes is all about. They're going to just see price freezes, let's go to countdown, yeah. folks, let's go, <laughs> you know, get some Thank you, countdown. Food. Thank you so much. Bringing down those prices. Oh, this, um, this one bottle of wine I'll never buy is pretty cheap. Good exactly. Um, or, you know, I'll buy these onions because I think that they're cheap, but mm. actually they're selling them at like 50 cents more than they would naturally be at this, you know, period of time. Yeah. So thank you so much, Countdown. Um, <laughs> so, that, so this is With what we're seeing control. is that inflation is being used as a tool uh, uh, yeah. for businesses to brand yeah, themselves as business. more on par of the low and you know low middle yeah, income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To brand themselves as forward thinking, looking out for the community. They're taking a hit. They're just looking to grab some more. Yeah. They're just grabbing money. So um obviously this is an issue. So obviously one of the responses to these high prices in supermarkets uh, and grocery and the grocery industry by labor was the um, removal on restrictions for different groceries to be built in different places, obviously with the um, hope of more grocery stores opening up and therefore increased uh, competition and therefore decreased price. So do we think that would be a good response to this? No. I don't know what just happened. That was like so confusing. Oh, so, um, to sum up what Case just brilliantly said. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you. I know, amazing. Um, the listeners will understand. You know, yeah, they. Us will. as all yummers, <laughs> maybe not. Um, <laughs> the listeners will get it. So uh, Samantha one... looks like she's writing a million notes. <laughs> um, so essentially, what happened is that one of the one of the things was is that um, they got rid of like some law around. Um, where grocery like supermarkets can be built so like in facility to like other supermarkets and like you know like just Mm. the general consenting process as well so what they did is they were like yeah let's get rid of that in the hopes that they were going to build supermarkets 
to crush, like create some sort of competition at lower prices, but supermarkets take like five, five years to build. Yeah, they do. Uh, and be- I don't think in Napier we have a problem with that because we've got like two <laughs> countdowns. Yeah. And two countdowns. Mm-hmm. No, but seriously, there is an issue there that, as well. Is yeah, that is yeah, not that, that was one of their responses is saying that, oh, if we let more supermarkets be built, then other supermarkets will have to decrease their price. But that is a lie as well, because actually how the supermarkets operate is that they don't actually compete with each other. So the, the Woolworths, no, yeah, Woolworths slash Countdown and then foodstuffs, they don't actually technically compete with each other. They, they have like a, a, an understanding, a, a good faith understanding mm. where <laughs> they won't directly like, so they, they, they both don't decrease because naturally what's supposed to happen is that, you know, you have one supermarket like New World, Countdown comes in, puts their prices here, New yeah. World responds by putting their prices here and then it all decreases and you get yeah. a great Yeah, that's the idea is that competition decreases the price. Yeah, exactly. But what both of these firms are doing is they're like, okay, so you come in here and I will and then we'll be here. here and then we won't decrease. And then yeah. because there's only two <laughs> supermarkets. go up. Yeah, you're putting your prices up. I'm going to do the same. A hundred percent, exactly, and that's how it works. So it's actually not a good solution. But what their mm. solution was instead is that that was like a minor part of the budget. But the bigger part of the budget was the three hundred and fifty dollars supplement. Yeah, payments, the sugar hit, uh, which is supposed to cost us like two billion dollars or something like that. What do we think about that? Is a long term solution mm. to Kiwis getting hit hard in the pockets? Yeah, well, um, obviously, a lot of people are saying that it's just a Band-Aid approach, uh, something to kind of slap on the issue, say, everyone take your 350, and then hopefully it gets better from here. Um, because realistically, $350, well, uh, I'm sure it will be appreciated by a lot of people and will have a positive impact. It won't be doing much in the long term, uh, right? Because for some families that that extra 350 will be something that will help get them through the week or the month. Uh, and it's to be appreciated. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it seems like to me, at least what labor is saying that, you know, the best we can do for now is just give you a bit more putier uh, and then send you on your way. And we just have to ride this inflation wave until eventually it settles back down. But we must remember also that, the $350 sugar hit is not going to last for the amount of time in which inflation is mm. probably going to be impacting New Zealand. I'm expecting inflation yeah. to impact us for at least a couple of years. Um, so a $350 supplement, and honestly, it worked out to be, what, $27 a week? Like, what's that going to do? Mm. Like, oh, Spencer, that's... if you had $27 more in your pocket, what would you mm. buy? It's like an extra eight, eight cheeseburgers, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that for, for a, a cheeseburger a day. To be fair, though, Charlie, for people in our situation, that's a lot for, um, at the moment, for people in, like, the catered halls, that's a lot if we're getting extra stuff, especially if there's, like, a dinner that we don't want to eat. We can go out <laughs> and get food. Fair enough. Um, but as soon as we're out of the hall, it wouldn't be that much, but at least it's something. But is that the attitude that we should be going to with this? You know, like, oh, the government's giving us a little bit of a sugar hit, that at least that's something. But are there, and that leads me on to my second question, 
are there other mechanisms that might have been more effective at a long-term solution to not mm. only hit inflation, but also to hit some of the reasons why we generally have a higher cost of living here in New Zealand anyway? Oh, I'm sure there is. But what I'm saying is I don't really know. And I was just answering your question of yeah. how, how much of an, of an impact would that money make in a week to us? <laughs> that was that well, second question was an open question. Mm, yeah. Well, um, Nationals finance well i'm unsure if it was their finance minister but i know a national representative ended up going on to the um the am show or something similar and they said that they they shared a similar sentiment where it was very much something that wouldn't work in the long term for um the long-term problem that is inflation and they suggested uh something along the lines of like tax reduction bundles and stuff like that in order to instead focus on those issues where all people are being effective and generally reduce that cost of living. The only problem with the tax reduction, though, is that obviously um, part of the, and this this is also a great segueing here, Case. I'm just loving this. You're like yeah. you're planting all of the seeds so I can like bring us on to the next point. Because obviously Absolutely. tax cuts are the National Party's alternative and it was yeah, their exactly. solution in the past and it has been a solution for quite a while. However, we also know that this budget was based on investing in climate change reduction mm -hmm. um, policies and also mental health in the general um, health sector as well, but a big emphasis on mental health. It was a, yeah, another one of these well-being budgets that came out. So a decrease in tax cuts is not going to allow us to maintain those commitments that we have to things like climate change and mental health. But is that justified? Taking a tax cut now because inflation is so important, but paying for things like climate change and mental health uh, infrastructure um, later down the track and having to pay more for it down the track. Is that a justified way of operating? Yeah. And I mean, you can see like where the two sides come from. Um, personally, I probably side a bit more with labor in this sense where I think we need to start tackling these issues now and stop as I um, uh, said during the, <clears throat> during the, talk about Māori wards you know <laughs> if we keep pushing it back we're just kicking the can down the road um which which we we need to stop doing at some point so I think that was definitely uh, a positive part of the budget uh despite the issues with inflation being able to see the government stepping up and starting to really put some money and resources towards the health sector and stuff like that, where people have been saying desperately need help. And everyone knows our health sector has mm -hmm. been needing help for a long time now. So it's good to finally see some serious uh, emphasis put on it. Hey, what's your thinking behind a tax cut? As you know, as a work, as a essentially a 40 hour worker now, <laughs> would you prefer as a worker, as a, um, yeah, as a worker? Because um, unfortunately as uni students, we don't work, so um, we don't know that what it would be like. You versus, slackers, because you know, we don't, we don't, we don't benefit bottom of the barrel in society. Um, we don't do as as Al Anthony Albanese said, down, down. <laughs> and his election speech. We'll, we'll go to that. That's another. That's another point. We're going to quickly. Bring that's up. a whole other can of worms, old Australia. It is. It most certainly is. Um, but Kate, would you prefer? a significant or substantial tax cut or a sugar hit of $350 in your pocket. What is going to benefit you know. more as an individual, regardless of political uh, allegiances? Obviously, you would get more money back. You would earn more money 
from a tax cut, but do you prioritize things like mental health and climate change over potentially having more income now? I mean, you're, you're talking to me. I have no sense of what money is anymore. I just know it is like hours. And mm. I profound. don't, I can see the, the problems. <laughs> I'm seeing the problems. <laughs> um, I think we really need to be looking more at mental health with this because with a strain on money, there's mm. going to be a higher demand of mental health services and health services in general because I'm finding that I am working more and more hours to pay for things and my health is taking a big hit because of that so I think with the need of money especially needing more money to pay for things now um, these other sectors need a lot more help too so I think we should be sort of spreading it out a bit more to tackle the problems now rather than seeing money as the only issue at the moment because mm. it, m- the problem with money is that Jesus it's connected Charlie. to literally What's everything. With your camera? What do you mean? He's sitting in the dark. Giorgio uh, Stefano. For those, for those listeners... Um, who... Are you lying on your bed or something, mate? No, no, I'm in my chair. Oh, I can, I'm going oh, to be doing an audio episode lying in my bed. I am alert. No, I am ready. That's for late I night debates. <laughs> um, yes. So obviously we also, like, that. Kate brings up a really good point, is that workers are having to work more in order to pay the bills. Now, does that, cert- I feel that that is unfair, especially when that is a big, you know, that is a big target on lower middle income New Zealanders when the very richest New Zealanders, the very, you know, the top 10% are the ones, you know, the top 1% even are reaping the benefits of, you know, not having to work and not having to, you know, not having to work as much because there isn't a demand to pay the bills all the time and to make sure that there's enough income to pay those bills and those bills are rising. And so this is becoming quite a big issue for lower middle income New Zealanders who are actually facing the issues of inflation more so than the ones that are actually complaining about it, which are the politicians and, you know, these people that are in the top 1%, the politicians, the corporations and things like that, who are actually setting these high inflation rates anyway. So this is a big issue. Um, I really got distracted by like, it looked like you're like peeking out from under the bed. Yeah. And then your yeah, eyes just kind yeah. of glow. Yeah. <laughs> so what did, what did you say? Can you TLDR that? Oh, I'll do a one sheet. No, Kate yep. had a point. Kate had a point. Okay, so basically, I have really strong opinions about this. Us people who are like middle and downwards, we're getting stuffed in the ass by this whole thing. The rich Stuff people are in the ass. This is going on the radio. This is PG. Asphalt, as in Stuffed the road. In the ass. No, we Stuffed are in the ass. You look, at these top, you look at these top earning people. Now, Stuffed they can the afford to buy brand new hybrid and electric vehicles and reap the benefits of that. Us people who can't afford brand new cars and can't afford. Um, I don't know. Um, um, what car do you have, Kate? Well, I'm sorry. Oh, I was kind of thinking that. No, 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 no. Are exposed, exposed. Uh, just, just for the people listeners. People are suffering because of my car. Just because I have a rich person car doesn't mean people are suffering. My family is still poor. We are still suffering from buying that car. I don't know why that happened, but wasn't my choice. If it was my choice, I was going to get a secondhand piece of 
rubbish. But anyways, these people can afford to buy electric vehicles and reap all the benefits of that. People who can't afford to buy brand new electric vehicle cars because all the electric cars are pretty new and going for pretty high prices. We have to pay for fuel. We have to work more to pay for that fuel. We have to work more to pay for the food. So why don't we just like tax the rich people more and spread that out a little bit so that it's not so harsh mm. on the, the lower people. Lower people? I don't know. The lower people. There is a, I mean, people uh, with electric cars do still have to pay for the electricity that is used to run. Yeah, them, but it's but... nowhere near the cost of fuel. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I um, literally spent <clears throat> $90 on petrol when I used to spend like 60 I mean, cat. the rich get richer and the, the poor get poorer, you know? That's, that's society. Wow. That's Thank our conclusion. Did you, know that, you. did you know that we live in a society? Yes, I did. Thank you. Mm. I do that's not participate in that society, though. Well, wow. you work. So well, you're good. like, you're, okay, let's just examine that. Um, you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, so you, you do not consent to being a part of the society? I don't consider myself a part of society that much. I'm not valued by work. I could literally... I'm just different. Uh, so, well, so what are you? In limbo land? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> is that what, is that live, if you live in no, Napier, that's not your address. What is your address, okay? Let's not put the address on. <laughs> Let's dox Kate. <laughs> I'm running out of time. Oh no. oh no oh no what, oh, what a what disaster a what a shame uh just with the last 10 minutes um oh oh right i had a point but um oh no no go ahead Kate. we're gonna fill up time oh, building on from what has kind of been talked about here I, another question i'd have about the tax consenting to society uh no just talk about taxes and, taxes, and, and inflation okay. Uh, is with the idea of a tax cut you have to kind of look at well who would that be benefiting the most uh and now i don't know the specifics of it but from what i heard it would be most beneficial for middle to high income families uh when what you really have to be thinking is who are the people in the most help and i would say that uh labor's approach did help the people who needed it the most which are those with seventy thousand or less um so if you are looking to give money to people who need it, I'd, I'd say 70000 or less is probably the place to go, um, which means the money in this approach is more focused towards those who need it as opposed to spread out to include those who are making, you know, 100000 150000 a year and higher. But that's mm. just all I wanted to add. No, definitely. No, completely agree. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think a tax cut is right. At the moment, mm. I just don't think it's the but right. not yeah, what we the, need to the, have the, like the sugar hit is yeah no but the sugar the sugar hit I think is I mean it's probably the, the better out of well. it's like the lesser of two evils you know what I mean um, yeah exactly you know the tax cut is just not the right it's just not the right time for a tax cut you know we we need to mm. be investing in all of these you know like this climate infrastructure we need to be investing in mental health the health system and it's really important that we do that now rather than having to pay way more in the future and being like oh yeah the reason this costs so much is because we gave you a little tax cut you know back yeah. here during like a seven percent inflation um so no i don't i don't think tax cut is the right idea and i think the sugar hit 
was the lesser of those two evils. It was the better idea. You know, they had to mm, do something. The sugar hit was their answer. But moving on and, from that and more to um, oh, yeah. inflation in general as a political issue, because obviously over here, um, you know, Labour running the government means that the opposition party, the National Party, has been attacking, you know, um, our you know, the, the governing party on the basis of the, you know, blaming them yeah. for the cost of living crisis. But then we see over in Australia that and it is, in fact, the Labour Party attacking what is the National Party equivalent in Australia around the cost of living crisis. So does this display that actually the, the national rhetoric here in New Zealand, you know, the National Party's um, rhetoric here in New Zealand is one of that is completely misrepresenting the issue of inflation, where they're blaming left-wing politics as the oh. cause of inflation when we know that actually, in fact, it's a worldwide issue if we look at Australia. Yeah, exactly 100%. That's obvious. I mean, mm. specifically with, like, rise of prices and groceries, that that's due to international... Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's what I was going to say. That's due to just Indira She herself actually um, sees every single product that goes in to a grocery store and zaps it and the price increases by 15 percent um thank you that was my point well i saw that in new agree meadows yeah 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 she rocks up she has a whole agency it's the illuminati actually it's all conspiracy uh, honestly i'll start yeah. a protest about it yeah I, i'm glad national is there uh, spreading the truth spreading the truth <laughs> no um, uh, i i mean i 100 percent agree with the uh what was alluded to there charlie with the idea that national is just using um inflation as an opportunity to try and increase distrust and hate towards labor party and it's 100 percent working people are getting angry at jacinda ardern for like increased grocery prices where in reality we're seeing that around the world because it's due to international uh restrictions on trade and a bunch of, you know, international <laughs> economical uh, issues, you know, with lack of produce and blah, blah, blah. Um, yes. Which is, you know, not surprising because, you know, Getting Russia, by China. <laughs> Ukraine conflict. Yes. No, 100%. Um, no, I, uh, yeah. I, I think what this what? displays is classic politics. And also, I think oh, what it yeah, also displays 100%. is people's inability to kind of, you know, th- th- yeah, literally think, critically think. You know, like they're being told one thing yeah. from the national. Can I pause party. you? Can I pause you, Charlie, for a second? So, and Kate, what's your guys' position on the whole inflation thing? Well, I had a strong opinion about that whole thing. I think it's really ironic that people are blaming Jacinda Ardern and the Labour Party for all of these issues when it's literally, if National was in that position, things would probably be worse. Just saying. Or maybe equally bad, don't know, but people like to blame Jacinda Ardern. It's not necessarily her, though. You no, it's know. definitely not. No, she is not going no, to be the Meadows and, you know, bring, <laughs> you know, she's not going to, like, the local BP and just, like, you know, flicking up the price <laughs> to $3. It's her and Kirsten to. Wise. Honestly, I think it is. Uh, I think you're right, Case. Um, but certainly this is this is just, like, the classical idea of not being able to critically think here in New Zealand. We're particularly bad here, I think, in New Zealand. We are. Not being able to I think, think specifically when it comes to politics. Yes. And vaccinations. Like, you know, yeah, well, that's politics. That's become, it yeah, became it pol- political. Poli- but like, political. 
It feels a little. It feels like a little bit Trump Republican vibes. That's the sort of vibe at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. I agree. Very trying, laughing emoji, indeed. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, I think th- I think we, we're like we're really missing our resident economist at the moment, um, Jack Evans. Um, which is a real, real shame light. because honestly. I think he could have really like because I don't understand anything about inflation. I've never taken economics in a day. Um, all I know is what I've read on like. Yeah, all I know is what I've read on. Jacinda Ardern is to blame for the living crisis dot com. Yeah, that's where I get my very reliable source. Yeah, I mean, all I know is what I've read on the new conservative articles that they send out. <laughs> you know, I signed up to their newspaper and what. No, you didn't. Did really you? interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, you got to keep in touch with the with the real news with not the that real, fake leftist stuff real, well actually before we end we've got two minutes 50 left i just want to bring up the fact that the ax solution to the inflation crisis was defunding the ministry of women <laughs> yeah or ministry for women we have a ministry yeah you have a ministry <laughs> for women yes go us <laughs> <laughs> I love, yeah, no, no, they were like going to defund like 50 different like governmental ministries. So, Ministry for Māori Affairs, Ministry for Māori Crown Relations, which deals with all of the treaty settlements, uh, the Waitangi mm-hmm. Tribunal, Ministry for Women, yeah. Ministry for Ethnic they, Community was, was gone. Uh, yeah, ministry see, I, knew, I, I knew about this sexist. because there, there may or may not be students within my scooter that happened to agree with that and they were going around complaining Why? after the release of the budget saying oh bloody hell the reason we have the the our current government's wasting all this money on like these dumb things like maori and uh, woman you know, the wellington yeah and if <laughs> the they, they were agreeing with the party and saying you know the, the 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 if we didn't waste so much money on those marys and those women we, we um, would be everyone we'll live in a utopian society not well, honestly, that is, that, that is just like that, we that is such in. a like you know neo-capitalist dream. Like that's totally never going to happen because honestly, the last time that we didn't fund any departments like the Ministry for Women, we had the Great Depression and that didn't really go very well. Oh, what <laughs> was the name like the Great Depression? You'd think it went lovely. <laughs> so say so. Here we go. I've got the list here. So say goodbye to uh, jobs for nature. Say goodbye yeah, well, to well, who needs nature? Uh, the winter energy payment. So you know, just be cold. Yeah, um, yeah. Say goodbye Tough to KiwiSaver. Say goodbye for the ministries for women, Maori development, Pacific yeah, peoples. Don't need women. Don't need Maoris. And ethnic communities. Say goodbye don't to the human rights commission. Yeah, human oh. rights don't matter. That's, very ridiculous. <laughs> that's a bit. That's a bit shit, isn't it? Office for Maori <laughs> Crown Relations is abolished. Stop complaining about your bloody human rights. <laughs> Uh, goodbye community service cards. No uh, one. Goodbye to you're part of the, the ministry for heritage and culture. Yeah, just everyone who knows cares about heritage. Yeah, um, and goodbye heritage, to you're a trash. Goodbye to the human rights wow. council. Oh no, sorry, the uh, labor rights council because oh, who good. needs pay? Can we who keep the national money? rights council though? Well, they act right. Exactly. Alrighty, folks, that's where we'll leave it for today. Council.